Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 59 is going to be from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. Giving to the work of the Lord should be something we purpose in our hearts and cheerfully do. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As a people of God, we are to purpose in our hearts. We are to give to the work of the Lord. We are to do this not grudgingly, not of necessity, but cheerfully. Giving to the work of the Lord should be something we purpose in our hearts and do cheerfully. What does it mean that we need to purpose this in our hearts? In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5, the Bible says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. If we're going to purpose something in our hearts, then this is where it's going to start. It's going to start with us loving the Lord our God. And it's going to start with loving Him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all of our strength. In verse 6 of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. If we do not love God with all our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength, we're going to find ourselves sowing sparingly. It's not even going to get to the ideal or concept of being able to purpose in our hearts our giving, but we are going to sow sparingly instead of bountifully. When we show up to services and we haven't purposed in our hearts, oftentimes what is the result of that is, is sowing sparingly because we give without giving a second thought to it. We give what we've got on our person at that particular moment and sometimes not even all of that. Just um, at a drop of a hat, at a moment's notice, when the collection plate's coming around, we reach into our wallet or our purse and we take out what we have and give it. And oftentimes that is a very small portion to what we actually have been blessed with. And there's no purposing, there's there's nothing, no thought that goes into it. It's just a spontaneous moment action that happens. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. But if we love the Lord our God, with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all of our strength. We're going to put thought into what we give to him. We're going to think about it. We're going to purpose it in our hearts. And it's going to be something that has been discussed as a family, discussed prior to showing up for worship service that day. And we're going to know what we're going to give to the Lord. In Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. 
serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says, So let each one give as he has purposed in his heart. The children of Israel hadn't purposed in their heart to serve God. In Joshua chapter 24, and verse 14, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. They had not purposed in their heart to serve God only. And so when they came into places where there were other gods there, oftentimes what would happen is they would just serve the gods that were already in the land because they had not put any thought into what God had done for them, all the way going back to Egypt and bringing them out of Egypt, bringing them through the wilderness wanderings and into the land, and no thought had went into what God had done for them. And so when the opportunity came to serve another God, they just did it. Oftentimes, as we do, when we show up to services, having never given any thought to what we're going to give that day, and just pull our wallet out of our pocket and give whatever we have on our on ourselves because we feel that we have a responsibility to give and so we just give no matter if it's as we've prospered or not or if it's being done with the right heart in verse 15 of joshua chapter 24 it says and if it seems evil to you this day choose for yourself this day whom you will serve make a decision make a decision based on facts make a decision based upon the word but make a decision whom you're going to serve, Joshua's telling them. Don't just show up and serve someone, but make a decision who you're going to serve. Choose for yourself this day whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And so he says, choose to serve the gods on the other side of the river or choose to serve the gods of the Amorites, but make a decision who you're going to serve based on the responses of these gods and of what God the Father has done for you. Look back over all of our history and make a decision as to who you're going to serve. Then in the latter part of verse 15, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, Joshua and his family were going to purpose in their hearts to serve God. And this is something that we need to do when it comes to serving God as well. But most importantly, it's something we need to do when we lay aside something for giving to God. We need to purpose in our hearts. We need to look at it. We need to choose God. We need to make an a effort to choose God and look back over our lives and see all the things that God has done for us throughout our lives, all the spiritual blessings that we have received that are only found in Christ, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. And make a decision and purpose in our heart to give to God. In Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. And so as we're making this decision for ourselves, we also need to remember that there's ways that seem right to man. And sometimes when it comes to giving, it seems right to, to take the money that we have and to put it down on the things that we have told people that we're going to pay for. And that's absolutely right. There's nothing wrong with keeping your word and making good on things that you said that, you, that you're going to do. 
but there is a way that seems right to man. You see, this is what the children of Israel were doing in Malachi chapter 3 as well. They were not giving to God what they needed to give to God. And God said, you're robbing me of these things. You're robbing me of the tithes and the offerings that you should be bringing into the house of God. And it seems right to be paying for all these other things. But one of the things that we need to consider is maybe we shouldn't have gotten ourselves into that much debt to begin with, where the debt overrides our ability to give to God any more than just a little bit. Remember going back to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he has purposed in his heart. We do need to purpose in our heart. We need to sit down, look at our finances, and look at everything that we have and make a decision as to what we're going to give to God. And we need to make sure that what we're giving to God is not sparingly, but bountifully in our lives. In Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 24, it says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. As we go about this life, we need to look at everything that we're doing in our lives. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We need to evaluate ourselves by the word of God and truly look at what we're giving to God and ask ourselves, is it enough? Are we giving what God wants us to give? Now, we're not commanded to give a tithe as they were in the Old Testament, most of the time, we don't even understand what a tithe was. It wasn't just 10% of what they made. It was 10% of everything that they had. And there were a lot of other things that went into it. We don't have time to look at all that today. But we do need to judge as to what the New Testament says as to how we are to be giving. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so there's something about giving that we find in these verses here. Now, what is it? It is the fact that we are to have offered ourselves as a living sacrifice. Everything that we have is supposed to be God's because we are supposed to have sacrificed it to him. And so how we give back to him is directly dependent upon how we see ourselves. Is our money truly ours or is it God's to do with as he pleases or are we keeping it for ourselves? Have we truly sacrificed ourselves to God? Oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his own path. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 24. In Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 10, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so, entrusting our heart to tell us what's right and how we are to live our lives, we make a lot of mistakes because we're depending upon something that is desperately wicked according to God. We need to be going to God's word to see how we are to be giving in our lives today. Giving of ourselves, giving of our money, giving of our time needs to be dependent upon what God's word tells us and not on how we feel at that particular moment. Giving to the work of the Lord should be something we purpose in our hearts and do cheerfully. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verses 13 and 14, the Bible says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your all your heart. 
I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. And so notice something in verse 13 of Jeremiah chapter 29. And you will seek me when you find me, when you search for me with all your heart. How are we searching for God today? Are we looking for what he wants in our lives or are we looking for what we want? Are we keeping our money for to be spent on things that we want to purchase? Or are we spending it on things that God would want us to buy with his money? And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. What are we to give to him today? Again, we're not commanded to tithe as they were into the Old Testament. So we're not given a specific amount that we need to give back to God. But are we seeking him with our money? Are we looking for him with our money? Because if we seek him with all of our heart, we'll know what we're to give to him. In Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 12, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. And so they were saying, we haven't robbed you, God. In what way have we robbed you? And God comes back and says, in tithes and in offerings. In other words, you're not giving me what is rightfully mine. Will a man rob God? That's a question that we need to ask ourselves today. So are we robbing God? Are we giving him what he wants of us today in our life and our money? And then in verse 9 of Malachi chapter 3, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the window of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fall to bear fruit, fail to bear fruit, for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Try me, if I will not pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. God was asking them to breathe all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now, says the Lord of hosts. We need to understand this today as well, is that we need to understand that God's going to take care of us if we take care of him. If we do what he asks of us, then he's going to take care of us. Now, it might not be in physical blessings as it was in the Old Testament, but in doing what's right, we will receive a crown of righteousness eventually that is more precious than anything that we could receive here on this earth. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added to you. Giving to the work of the Lord should be something we purpose in our heart and do cheerfully. Are we purposing in our hearts? Are we giving to God what he needs from us for us to give to him? Now, he doesn't need anything from us. But in order for the work of the Lord to be taken care of, the church needs financial stability. In Matthew chapter 15, verses 11 through 20, it says, Not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth that this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know the Pharisees 
were offended when they heard this saying. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into the ditch. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemes. These things, these are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Notice verses 11 and 12. What goes into, goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said to them, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into the ditch. And isn't this true today? As we go about our lives, that the, if we allow the blind to lead the blind, we will both fall into the ditch. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.